it's Jeff Hudson. Welcome to Relational Gravity, the podcast that helps you measure, understand, and build the relationships that make you and your organization successful. Today, we're going to talk about self-reference criterion. We're going to talk about coffee snobs and just how both concepts fit in the same podcast. So first, let me explain self-reference criterion. In short, that's the tendency we have to view issues through our own cultural perspective. And that's the concept that stifles your marketing, communication, and education efforts. Self-reference criterion is what you get when experts communicate about complex financial or healthcare products from their own well-educated perspective. At the end of this podcast, I'll give you a four-step process to fix this problem. But first, let's talk about coffee, one of my favorite subjects. I'll admit it, I'm a coffee snob. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm powered by caffeine, but I can't just be powered by any caffeine. It has to be special caffeine. So whether it's made in my Keurig coffee pot one pot at a time, whether it's made in my French press with fresh ground coffee in my kitchen, or whether it's going to a local coffee shop and picking out the best French roast I can find, I'm powered by caffeine, and it's got to be good caffeine. So when I go to a financial seminar and I hear somebody say, let's spend less money on lattes and take that money and put it into my retirement, it seems like a logical idea. But not everybody is in that position. First, let's look at who buys lattes. If you look at Starbucks demographics, one of their primary demographics are people 25 to 40 years old with high incomes. Another common demographic is 18 to 24-year-olds who either belong to a wealthier family or they're on a trajectory towards making a good living. They uniformly belong to the upper middle class and generally have a college education. So yes, when I'm talking to that group of people, I might say, you know, watch that expense on lattes and luxuries because that can be a big temptation and that can erode our financial well-being. But I spend a lot of time talking to public employees who have an annual average pay of maybe $38,000 a year. I very often talk to people who are trying to keep a household alive on that kind of money, who may have multiple kids and be a single parent in a household. And making ends meet at $38,000 a year is tough, even if it's a two-person household and you're both making that kind of money. Very often, then, you may have choices on when you buy groceries, whether or not you can pay your heating bill, how do you keep the lights on, and very often you find yourself living from paycheck to paycheck. And that's something we can't judge. But that's where we have to understand the self-reference criterion. That's not the world I live in, but I need to find a way to emotionally live in that world when I'm trying to reach people whose lives are in that world. So that's why market research is essential to your success. I promise you have a self-reference criterion that fundamentally impacts your work. And most of us are oblivious to that without market research. Now let me start first by saying the best market research you can do before anything else is to simply sit down and talk to people and learn from them. Don't tell them what you know about retirement financial education or healthcare or whatever it is your product is. But find out where they are. Find out what their lives are like. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Maybe you're encountering what feels like an invisible wall between you and the success you know is possible with the groups of people you're trying to reach. Market research will help you understand that barrier and move around it. 
So what are the four steps I promised would help restore life and effectiveness to your marketing, communication, or education? First, let's start with understanding yourself. That's our first step. Take a look at that marketing or education approach to find it, write it down as you see it from your own perspective. What would it take for you to respond to your product or to your message? What would you need to hear to draw you to action? That's easy to do as most of us have intuition-powered hunches before we ever start a project. So tap into your intuition, but not what do I need to say to others, but what would I need to hear to respond to this message or to this product? Now, you've got that done. Put that aside for a minute, and we get back to actually talking to the people you're trying to reach. That can be done with quantitative research focus groups or just shaking hands in a room and, and getting to know people. But what you need to do is you need to define your problem, your market research problem, in terms of environmental and cultural factors of that group of people you want to reach. Now, it's very important first to avoid judgments and stereotypes. Just because somebody, for instance, is working with a lower income doesn't mean that they either had less potential in life or don't have an education or are not intelligent. People make less money for a number of reasons, and it doesn't necessarily fit a stereotype of why they make less money. Learn everything you can about the traits of the people that you're trying to reach. What are their socioeconomics? What is their world like? The social world around them, the economic world around them. What are their values? What are the things that they hold dear? Is it their children? Is it education? Is it church? What are the values that power their lives? And to understand the values, you also need to understand the history. Not only their personal history, but their cultural history. Where have they come from? Are their parents recent immigrants? Do they come from a cultural group that has its own story? You need to understand that because that history, in addition to their own personal history, is part of their lives. What are their needs? What are their habits? What do they do? Once you understand those things and once you've learned about the people you're trying to reach, make sure you've got that written down and make sure it's not just from your own imagination. If you haven't gone out there and asked the people you're trying to reach, if you haven't met them and tried to learn about them, then this is just more speculation that puts you at risk. Now let's put those two things side by side. This is step three. You're going to isolate the self-reference criterion's influence and you're going to look at it carefully and see how it complicates your problem. You're going to put down on the left side of your paper what describes the group you're trying to reach and how you might reach that group. And on the right, you're going to put how you originally said, I would reach somebody like me. Now that's going to let you look at those differences and begin to understand what are the differences between you and how you see the world and those people you're trying to reach and how they see the world. Understanding those two things helps you to be crystal clear on where you are, what you think, and how do you separate that from the people you're trying to reach. So now in step four, you just simply redefine the problem in terms of how am I going to reach the people who I just got to know. Now, it doesn't mean you take yourself completely out. You bring expertise to the table and you bring knowledge to the table that the people you're trying to reach depend on. So bring it to the table, but when you tell them stories, tell them stories that they can relate to. And if they're not out there buying lattes at Starbucks, then telling them to buy fewer lattes is simply going to turn them off and tune them out. Ultimately, that's what market research does. 
It helps you understand when you're talking to yourself and how to redirect that message to resonate with your customers. Would you like to learn more? Visit relationalgravity.com. And if you'd like your question answered on a future podcast, just email me at questions at relationalgravity.com. Thank you for listening to another Relational Gravity podcast. Remember, it's about relationships always. Thank you.